You're listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast with your host, Johnny D, the motivational cowboy. 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 As a motivational speaker, Johnny D impacts audiences around the world with his message of living the outstanding life. He's a best-selling author, MC, and two-time Grammy-considered artist. This podcast is a place where Johnny D can introduce you to his outstanding friends and share funny, interesting, and heart-provoking stories. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Here comes your host, Johnny D. Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome to this week's Outstanding Life Podcast. And this week we are sitting here with Riley Anglin, otherwise known as Rowdy. What is going on, my friend? Oh man, same old, same old. Just, you know, kicking butt, taking names, raising babies. <laughs> man, I am so happy that we got together. I, I know we both have a little bit of uh, downtime, so I'm glad you're off tour and uh, you're able to uh, to talk with us, man. You got a new uh, CD out. Why don't you let everybody know the name of it? Yes, a uh, new record out we put out just this past uh, September. It's called Los Sabaneros. Um, super proud of this one. Uh, we worked on the production aspect and writing and recording this over, uh, you know, when the world was shut down in 2020 and 2021 was able to find some time in Nashville to bring all my, my boys, my Cowboys together. Um, and, uh, yeah, work on these songs, record them and get them out, get them back out to you guys. Um, and it's a, it's a testament of really bootstrapping and, um, what some Cowboys can do when they're put under pressure. Man, Riley, I, well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm not going to make anybody wait any longer. How about if we play the pledge and then we'll come back and talk about it? Hey, that sounds like a good idea.
Well, everybody, that is Riley Anglin, otherwise known as my friend Rowdy. What is going on? Rowdy, I tell you what, that song is amazing. I, I got to ask, though, uh, being a writer myself, where did you come up with with this song? I mean, what motivated you or inspired you to write this song? You, you know what? Um, I've spent about 25 years on the road touring, working for bands, uh, you know, being out there as an artist and a songwriter myself. And I've got to see a lot of the country and the backbone of this country is literally the blue collar, the working class. And I believe it was on a few different night drives out um, and, you know, the hotter parts of the country uh, through the summer months. Uh, a lot of these road crews will be working at nighttime just to be able to like, stand being outside you know temperatures being still close to the hundreds but the sun not beating them down and scorching but these men and women are out here day and night uh, putting themselves on the line uh, to keep america running and so i i believe we were just rolling through the middle of uh, i would say oklahoma nebraska it pick pick any of the open midwest states that you got to get through to get out west and we were uh, you know middle of the night driving you see a glow in the distance you get closer it's a road crew of about maybe a hundred people they're they're pulling up the road they're they're basically salvaging the asphalt that they're picking up and they're and the machines behind them are laying down the new road all in all in one fell swoop and just you know you see signs that says slow down save a life you see you know it's like you know th this you know my daddy works out here you know things just to remind people like you know you have your own life and you're out there going from a to b but the only way that you can do that is those men and women dressed up in those bright orange and bright green suits and hard hats on and you got to give them the you got to give a pledge to them you you have to salute them in order to really even function in your own life if you're keeping a schedule of an A to B, someone has went before you to lay that road to make sure you could get there and back safely. And that's our, that is our armed forces. That is our police officers, our firemen, uh, every, every one of our medics, um, all, all the, the essential workers out there, the doctors, the nurses, everyone that's out there to keep the human going and, and productive in their own life that's what that song's about basically just working to make sure that other people can get to work on time you know and it's things that we take for granted like yes a paved road that we don't even think twice about we just we don't that's want right. to hit any that's potholes right. and we don't want to and, and, and we don't just like a doctor we don't we don't think about it until we need one i have to ask riley how did you get interested in music did you come from a family of musicians or is this something that that you just kind of picked up on your own you know we've we've spoke about this before in the past i grew up uh in the church uh family of singers um all got you know gospel singers gospel groups there in, in north northeast tennessee southwest virginia um i've got some roots in the birthplace of country music um some some cousins that were part of like some of the first uh, country and gospel singers there in East Tennessee. Um, just growing up was always around music. Uh, my mother and my father were just fa big fans of sixties and seventies rock and, and uh, contemporary music. And, and we always had, you know, being in East Tennessee, I uh, always had country music on the radio or classic rock. Um, it was something I loved uh, early on, um, some of the first music, uh, I remember, you know, listening to old Hank Williams with my grandfather driving around. Um, and you know, he, he, he put more emphasis on Luke and the drifters, um, just because, uh, Hank Williams was, was, he, he was sort of noted to be a little bit more of a wild man. And if you're a man of the church, then, you know, you're not going to be so associated so much with that. <laughs> so, so. So uh, Hank Williams was smart to come out with the, uh, the alter ego of, of Luke and the Drifters to sing gospel music. Um, it still was that 
country swing uh, that Hank Williams had, but you know he had it named differently. But um, just yeah, growing up, just really always just surrounded by music and lots of singing. Fam- yeah, Saturday morning uh, sing along, like sing alongs, basically family reunions. Like that was a big part of when the families got together. We always had a hymnal out and. Um, so I just kind of took that love for music and, and performance and just kind of started, uh, creating my own and, and, and just writing a lot of Christian music, maybe a little bit more rock music through my teenage years. And then really fell in love with storytelling, um, uh, the country music aspect of storytelling and ballad writing. And, and, you know, you heard, you, know, you listen to uh, <clears throat> any of the greats, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, and Merle Haggard, and um, these guys are great storytellers. And then you, you know, the 90s country aspect of things, still great storytellers, maybe a little bit more of a hook in the music. And that really inspired me to, to sort of branch out on my own, not necessarily to do what they did or, or, or to try to copy it, but take those same... Um, that are you know very appealing, that are tasty, uh, that sort of hook the listener, and apply it to my own songwriting and my own performance, and so that's what really came about uh, for me, songwriting. And then as far as the aspect of rowdy, rowdy Dixie original music, um, I have my own angle of putting myself in other people's shoes. Um, looking through their eyes, uh, feeling through their hands uh, what they experienced. And that's the heritage of the South, the working man, the blue-collar man. Um, that's the basically country music as a whole is a story of hard times and making the best of those. You know, that's really the roots of country, bluegrass, um, old-timey music is that. It's you know, the struggle, the survival of living off the land, using your hands, using your wits, making the best out of the hard life that's given to you and thanking God in, in all in one, all in the same motion and putting that into a tune, into a melody. Um, and I like to lean against that. I like to really reach back into those old uh, customs of storytelling and bring them forward with a little bit more of maybe a modern tone, modern touch, modern rhythm, um, and do my own thing. So that's why it's original. That's why it's Rowdy Dixie original. Well, I'll tell you what, listen, let's listen to another one right now called Mountain Down by Riley Anglin.
That is Riley Anglin, otherwise known as Rowdy, and that is Mountain Down. Rowdy, let me ask you this. Again, what inspires you to write a song like this, Mountain Down? Um, this is the first time I'm actually saying this. Um, uh, Johnny, uh, it, it, while you guys were hearing the song, Johnny said that he was he was proud of me. Um to hear the, the 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 sort of the evolution of my songwriting and my craft from the last records I put out, and um, so this is the first time I've actually um, disclosed this information. But this song is really about my dad, my late my late father, and my sister's relationship. Um, it's interesting because you can hear the song, and you see a, you see a, what's displayed as a scene before you of uh, a high desert plain, the Rocky Mountains, um, you know, the sage, the sagebrush, the thorns, uh, seeing, you know, ice caps on the mountain um, and feeling the cold breeze. I wrote this song, Drive, from uh, Kansas City to, to Utah, basically. Um, my father had fell ill early 2019 and we lost him at the beginning of 2020. Um, but in that time, just kind of knowing that there was possibly an end in sight to my father's life. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, unresolved things between him and, and maybe some of my other siblings. My, my dad was my best friend. Um, his name is Rick Anglin. Everybody called him Rick Bell. Um, but he was my best friend. He was a mechanic, a true Chevrolet lover through and through. Um, he taught me everything I know as far as work ethic and engineering. And, uh, I'm able to apply that as a carpenter. Um, uh, you know, as, as a, a tradesman, you know, I'm, I'm a craftsman, uh, by trade, uh, look, songwriting is, is my way of being creative. And I, I still approach it as a craftsman would anything, you know, as far as using tools and, and making sure you got the right tools for the job. But this, this song really um, sprung into action when we were out. It was probably deep Colorado, just past Denver. And out there, if you look on a map, the distance from you to the closest mountain you see, it is unsettling to know how far away that mountain is by what you can just see. 
it looks like it's so close. <laughs> looks like you could just reach out and touch it. Looks like it's like a matter of walking distance. And then you look at the map, and that that sucker's seven to ten to twenty miles away. <laughs> right. And I just I learned so much about disconnect between my dad and my sister as she grew up, as he grew older, as she grew older. Um, they didn't understand each other, but they still fought to stay connected, no matter what the distance was. They still fought to to make it as close as possible that you could just reach out and touch it, you know. Um, my my dad adored my sister. Uh, she was the youngest of four. She's the little baby girl, the miracle girl after three boys. Um, and we all wanted a sister. They wanted a. My parents wanted a little girl. And so my dad just it was she, he. She was the jewel in his crown growing up. And then somewhere in the in the in this this the nurturing and the, the growing up in the in this world, the difference between them just kind of got too too far in between them. And and it didn't stop my dad's love and care for her. And it didn't stop my sister from appreciate my dad but as she got older in her teenage years and and just started learning more about herself and my dad was trying his best to just stay relevant with her they just really had the hardest time making a connection but one thing never stopped is that you couldn't keep the mountain of love that my dad had for her down you couldn't keep the the mountain of respect that my daughter that my sister had for my dad, you couldn't keep that respect down. And then it's like, it's like no matter the distance in between, no matter how old, no matter how aged, um, appreciating the wisdom, appreciating how things get better with age, even though it might not seem like it, just always seeking out the best of something, no matter how far, how old, um, how deep it may get, the value of love and relationship, the value of something that seems so desolate and far away, um, just it's basically saying, keep going, keep singing that song. Don't stop. Um, always stay grounded, stay tied uh, to, to, to these values. And you're going to come across things that seem so far-fetched and dreams that are so out, out, out of just reach, just like, oh, my gosh, I could never climb Mount Everest. Don't stop, though. Don't, don't sit there and just count it as loss from the beginning. You got to go. You got to try. Go. Just go. Keep going. And it's not a matter of go until you can't go no more. It's just don't freaking stop. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Now, my, when my dad passed away, my, my sister was living out in out west in Colorado. And, you know, I tied a lot of the the sentiments and, and a lot of the visuals to the west and the desert and how things can seem so eerily uncomfortable and just how separated and disconnected you could feel being way out there in the middle of nowhere but always knowing that someone is thinking of you, someone is loving you and wishing you well. And that's sort of where my dad was, you know, even on his, in his last breaths, he's thinking of his children and he's, you know, blessing them. He's asking God to give them favor. And my sister may have been thousands of miles away, but she, that my dad was doing that. The mountain of love and, and and favor he was asking God to give her, just you can't take that down. And the, like I said, the mountain of respect and trust and love back from my sister to my dad, like you just you can't you can't keep that down. And he's not here to you know, receive all the love and and the grieving that we have missing him. But once again, you can't keep that mountain down. It's sort of something I wanted to immortalize my. My, my dad, I wanted to immortalize my family. And I think Mountain Down was a, a good way to uh, 
to sort of put it in stone. Riley, let me ask you this. You, you are such an incredible guy. You're so wise. There's, there are people listening to that story that you just told about your dad and your sister and how far apart they were, but they still tried to love each other and tried to respect one another. And there are fathers and daughters out there that live in the same house that, that can't seem to find that. Let me, right. let, let me, let me ask you this. What, what advice would you give a man or a woman that may be going through that same thing that they feel they can't connect with their child? If you love your daughter, if you truly, truly love your daughter and you feel completely disconnected and, and just, if you feel angry and frustrated at her because she may act out, she may, she may not, she may be distasteful. She may be something that you are, are not so proud of, but you love her because she is your child. You brought her into this world. If you truly love her, your mouth as a man, swallow that pride, swallow that ego and listen, just listen. And everybody that is Riley Anglin giving you some advice, telling you what that last song was about mountain down. But now we are going to listen to the new song called freedom. We ain't afraid to drive the whole way. Take care of the rest Up with the night choir singing In the Mississippi grass Every bump and road tire moan Takes somewhere else We're always two places at once When we get behind the wheel And the miles can make a man Only as old as you want to feel
Well, everybody, it's Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Welcome back. And you just got done listening to Freedom by Riley Anglin. Riley, I got to ask, man, I, I know what freedom means, man, but this song, what inspired you to write a song called Freedom? Um, this one, um, after miles and miles and miles of touring, um, this, this song is literally a collection of songs over probably a four or five year span. Um, every turn, every word, every little note, uh, that, that I kept for this actual final song piece, uh, that, you know, basically was compiled as a song over four years of collecting um the beginning to the end uh, and i mean i had i had half of a song written uh by 2018-19 and then i added to it in 2020 and then i added more to it 2021 i mean hell even in the studio while we were recording um we, we added something to the song so this was a group effort of of inspiration of being out traveling, doing production and backline teching for a band called Under Oath, uh, touring in a band that I'm a part of with Aaron Gillespie, JJ Rebel. It's called Almost. Um, and then, of course, uh, taking Rowdy on the road, just being out there traveling, um, playing shows, and just admiring the, the ability to do what we want, um, to make our own way, to truly bootstrap and make our own luck, make our own opportunities. Um, if you got a dream, chasing after that dream, making it a reality, we have the ability to do that in this wonderful country. And it's all thanks to our military. It's all thanks to the patriots. It's all thanks to, to, to the like-mindedness of people every day waking up and ex exploring, expressing, and, and conserving their freedom. Um, you know, freedom, it, it means tons of different things. It's a, it's an open, open window Chevy driving down a two lane. It's the radio up loud. It's, it's the working for a living, making the most of yourself. It's following your dreams. It's singing on a stage. It's having babies, owning your own land. It's fishing, it's hunting, it's, it's, it's everything that constitutes, if you can dream it, God will will it. Um, Preach, baby. I'm, Preach. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I, you know what I I'm mean? Be, be, because you're right. And none of what you just said has anything to do with money. You can get up and sing. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, in, you know, in front of three people or 10,000 people. You're doing right. what you love. Passionate. Be passionate. Yeah. Be passionate about what you love and follow that. Don't just give in to to the paycheck. The paycheck can always come from anything, but just always follow your always seek out your passions. Don't 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 let them fizzle out. God created you with a passion. And that passion is the thread to your purpose. Riley, let me ask you this. You've been doing this you said for a long time, what was it like for you when you told your family, Hey, listen, I'm going to give this music thing a chance. I am not going to go to school or maybe you did go to school and you did this, but when you decided that music was going to be your path, what did your family <laughs> say to you? Because we, 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 we've kind of like touched on this a little bit. We, we, we've tiptoed around this a little bit. And, you know, we tell people to follow their dream and everything else. But I remember when I had to uh, tiptoe around and tell my father I quit my job to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> and, and, and I remember that conversation and it didn't go so well. What was it like for you when you told your family music <laughs> is in my heart and this is what I want to do? I had a friend in middle school uh, who basically I bought my first instrument off of. Um, he was him and two other of our best friends played in a little, they, they, they all got instruments and they played in a little band. And I was so jealous. I wanted to be in that band. Well, in middle school, just so, in middle school, <laughs> it just, it just so happened 
that this guy playing the bass, his dad did not approve um, of him playing music at all. Um, and was like, you're going to go to school. You're going to get a job. Um, just like I did, this is what you're going to do. So his parents made him sell his bass and his bass amp. Well, I was like, I want it. <laughs> and I earned, I made enough money to buy it off of him. I started playing bass in this band. And it was me and my buddy, uh, two, two of my buddies, and we were in the garage jamming. Well, I wanted to have them over one night to spend the night and we wanted to jam. So we all brought all of our instruments to the basement of my house. And I'll never forget my dad, <laughs> my mom, my mom and my dad, they were, I told them, Hey, we're going to be downstairs jamming. <laughs> so we set up downstairs and we, I mean, you could have heard, you could have heard us a mile away <laughs> down the road. We were knocking the curtains off the rods. We were knocking cups off the shelves. My mom's coming downstairs going, whoa, whoa, way too loud. And, we, of course, we had to turn it down. You know, keep turning it down, keep turning it down. So that night we played as late as we could until my dad pretty much came downstairs and said, hey, guys, like, we're, we're going to have to go to bed. Um, we'll have to, you know, we'll, we'll have to shut it down for the night. We're like, okay. Well, us kids, we're like, let's see how loud we can keep it. And, dude, it was an all-night thing. So, nonetheless, my parents knew that I wanted to play music at that point. Well, they just were on this. They were they were sort of on the, on the side of, hey, we need to make sure that school is a priority. And we see that you love music. We see you're passionate about it. But we do need to pay attention to school. And I said, okay, there, that's a deal. So I finished school. I graduated. I was playing in this little band, like all through high school. I remember the Christmas. This is when my parents basically gave me the check mark. They gave me the green light. It's because for Christmas one year, I got my first big 100 watt TV TKO bass amp. Oh. It's a 50. 15-inch speaker with 100 watts behind that baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when I saw when I received that as a Christmas gift, I just knew that they were sort of signing off going, okay, you, we get it. You're doing it. And then everyone else in the band, and the, and the band grew, mind you. The band grew, and everyone else in the band started getting gear. And, and their parents sort of signing off on it. And we were pretty good. You know, we, we actually were doing really well. We started traveling. Um, as soon as we graduated high school, we went straight on tour um, immediately. And, my, and my, my extended family, my grandparents, they got behind it as well. They supported us and, and said, you know, hey, if you need new gear, if you need better gear, Whatever that is, let, let's let's have a talk about it. Let's set this thing up right and and get you guys what you need without you guys going in debt. That was the biggest thing. Is like it, 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 when my family signed off and said we will support you. You guys are, you know, basically if you're compensating, um, if you're able to turn this around and you're able to compensate. Uh, by way of getting guarantees, playing shows, selling merch, if you're able to do that, then we respect it and you have a business. So, you know, that's what we're looking for is for you guys to monetize your time and your talents. And we did. We did very well for ourselves starting off as a, as a little band. The band was called Red Letter 7 at first, and then it, we changed the name to Holston, which is the area we lived in was the Holston Mountain, Holston region of East Tennessee. So we came and we named our band Holston. Um, but yeah, we played rock and roll, traveled around the country playing youth group, youth, youth missions, youth explosions, um, you know, all these big, huge youth events in the late 90s, early 2000s. And Christian music was huge at that time. And we just got on that train. And then I sort of branched out. And started doing my own thing in the mid 
2000s and, and songwriting, uh, actually finished school, went back and got my associate's degree, and then continued on to get my bachelor's at uh, East Tennessee State University in old-time country music uh, and bluegrass, basically learning about the birthplace of country music, learning about the roots of country music, because if I'm going to be prof- professive about it, you got to know where it came from. So I, I, I took it seriously and sort of entrenched myself, saturated myself in the, the history of it, and, and you know, basically taking that and kept moving forward. So, Riley, before we get to the next song from your new CD, let's take care of some business for you, because just like you said, you make your living playing music. So why don't you tell everybody how they can find the new CD, how they can find your merch? Oh, uh, well, RowdyDixieOriginal.com or DixieOriginal.com. You can go to Linktree.com slash RowdyDixieOriginal. Um, it's RowdyDixieOriginal on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Um, if you do go to Instagram uh, or any of the other social medias, uh, linktree.com uh, slash Rowdy Dixie Original has, a, has all the links to everything uh, to my store Frontier site that you can get um, t-shirts. We have a lot of different designs of t-shirts and, and different things on there. And then um, the music is out on all uh, digital platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Google, Amazon, all of them. Uh, if you Go to that link tree uh, slash Rowdy Dixie Original. It's linktree.com slash Rowdy Dixie Original. There's a link to every one of those music providers uh, with Apple and Spotify and all of them. But if you just go straight to Apple Music or you go to uh, Spotify, look up Rowdy Los Sabaneros, L O S S A B A. E-R-O-S. <laughs> uh, yes, I think that's what, yeah. There you go. And everybody, that is Riley Engelin. And now we're going to listen to his new song called Georgia.
find a break in the clouds Only the best for guests They lay the red carpet down Every small town southern land Leaves a sweet, sweet taste in your mouth And that does something to you Yeah, it does something to you is Riley England, and that was Georgia. Riley, you're from Tennessee. Yes, sir. This song is called Georgia. I'm just curious, <laughs> buddy. I, I, I mean, are you just are you starting a fight here? <laughs> That's funny, with, especially with <laughs> Tennessee Tennessee football doing so well this year, um, and then of course, man, the Georgia Bulldogs. They are a machine. You, they, they deserve uh, every, all their accolades. Um, growing up, uh, Georgia was always the sort of the, the highway to get, you know, anywhere cool to the beach, to Disney, you know, anywhere down the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, Georgia was always that link. And then as I grew older and touring, we played a lot of shows in Florida um, and down in, in South Alabama, South Georgia, uh, Georgia, 75 through Georgia was always just an uh, interstate we found ourselves on all the time. And I've probably frequented every exit from uh, Chattanooga all the way down, you know, past uh, uh, Tipton. Um, but anyways, though, that uh, you know, so my best friends, Aaron Gillespie and JJ, they, they had a huge part in this record, uh, mixing it and, and playing on it and singing on it. And I've worked out of Tampa Bay uh, for so many years, uh, uh, traveling 75 to get down there, uh, whether it be on tour uh, with other bands or whether it's going down there to work uh, in Tampa with Under Oath. 75, always. Uh, like I said, it's always been a place where we traveled through. We stopped for the night on our trip halfway somewhere, you know, down in Florida. Um, I just wanted to kind of give an ode to a, a, a place um, that's always been a, a, a stop of comfort, a place of comfort, and, you know, the most vulnerable of, of positions you put yourself in, which is traveling. You know, when, when you travel, you always want to, Make sure you stop at the best spots, especially if you got kids, you know, you got family with you. And and I've always just felt safe driving through Georgia. And my wife and I actually, um, we took a trip uh, to Daytona early 2020, and we drove halfway, always stopping uh, just, you know, past Atlanta. Um, we found ourselves in the middle of a thunderstorm and they just said it was going to get worse. And it was just nasty, hot rain. Um, just a lot of traffic, a lot of water standing on the road. But when we stopped, um, in Macon at our hotel, it just felt right. Even though there was tornado warnings going on around us, we just felt safe. We felt secure. Um, and then we continued the rest of our trip down to Florida the next day and and you know just like i said it's like a welcome mat just always always the most comfortable of, of drives and then i'll put some pointers in there rock city and ruby falls um aaron gillespie his family is from north georgia south tennessee the chattanooga Ottawa area and that was a little bit of a nod towards him and his family uh being from there as well so that's yeah, awesome just a just a fun good Good old, just steady country song. Are you still booking dates for 2023? Can people reach out to you to play at their venue, at their, oh, you know, at Absolutely. their fairs and stuff like that? Yes, I would. I would love to come play your event. I would love to come play in your town. Um, if you know of any breweries, any honky tonks, any venues, any promoters out there, um, want me to come. And you want me to play some good Dixie original country songs? Um, get in touch with me. 
Uh, you can get in touch with me at Rowdy Dixie Original at gmail.com, or you can go to uh, linktree.com slash Rowdy Dixie Original, and it'll take you to any of my socials. You can direct message me on any of my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, whatever would be easiest for you. What would be easiest for me is Rowdy Dixie Original at gmail.com. And let's book something up. Let's get together. I, uh, Johnny, I want it to come, and uh, I would love to be uh, considered um, accompaniment for some of your speaking engagements. I'd love to partner up with you and come strum a few songs. As well. Riley, that is a great idea for everybody who is listening right now. Uh, not only, you know, how cool would it be to have a motivational speaker like myself come in and motivate and inspire you, your group. But if you wanted to do something a lot different and something super cool, why not add music and have have two people come to your event, have myself and have Riley come in? I mean, that would be incredible. Just thinking about that, Riley. I mean, how cool would that be to add music and motivation together? Oh. Just two of the happiest cowboys that's ever walked to earth coming to your town, making you smile, making you feel good. I think that's a sale right there. Absolutely. And you can, um, man, reach out to either one of us. I love you, Riley. Everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. You just got done listening to Riley Anglin here on the Outstanding Life Podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. We will see you next week right here. Thanks for listening to the Outstanding Life Podcast. Follow Johnny D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, advertise, or would like to make a donation, please visit MotivationalCowboy.com. And remember to have an outstanding day. Hey, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. Are you planning a conference, convention, meeting, assembly, or any live event that needs a guest speaker? I would love to be a part of it. For more information, visit MotivationalCowboy.com.